Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is Believe in Vikings, and that sad music is in due part because the Vikings lost, but mainly because they lost their best player, Daniil Hunter, at least on defense. He is gone for the rest of the season, so we are having kind of a sorrowful week, so to speak, but we're going to cheer ourselves up momentarily because we have Ed Reed on, Hall of Famer Ed Reed. He's joining the rest of the panel, and we're going to talk about Vikings-Ravens and going through some of his career stuff as well. That's on the agenda, A about 45 minutes with Ed Reed. But first, and per usual, we're going to talk about betonline.ag. BetOnline is back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season. With more props, odds, and lines are existent like ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all basketball and football action this season. For example, the Chiefs are plus 1,400 favorites to win the Super Bowl. Probably the lowest point of the Mahomes era. So if you still believe in them, go place your bet. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code BLEAV50, BLEAV50 to receive your bonus from basketball, football, baseball, World Series, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. Ed Reed, thanks for joining our Viking show tonight. How are you, my man? I'm good, man. No complaints. All Appreciate right. you having me on. Y'all can thank Brian McKinney for calling me. Don't say nothing smart, Matt. I was I about see to. You. I see you all. <laughs> it's, Don't it, do it. So it begins. All right, uh, Ed, my first question is, so the Vikings are kind of in a slump. They've been in this weird offensive slump for quite some time. Uh, conversely, the Ravens lost at home to the Bengals, and they've had a week to think about it. Do you expect these Ravens to smash the Vikings, or do you think it'll be a competitive contest? Um, I think it'll be a competitive contest to start it for sure. Um, I think as it plays out, it might turn. Um, it could turn either way because the Ravens, you know, maybe was looking forward to the break prior to, you know, playing the Bengals. But they also had a tough game the week before. You know what I'm saying? Um, the, I watched Minnesota play. Um, who that was? The Cowboys, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just recently, you know, and they they seem they seem to be struggling a little bit, like you said. I think that defense is always always tough. You just never know what you're going to get. You know, um, I think their defense is pretty solid. I don't know about the offense over there. <laughs> you know, too much. I mean, you still got Kirk Cousins, who's just the for me, he's just the guy um at quarterback. You know, I think I think he's a hell of a quarterback, a hell of a backup quarterback. I think he's just that type of guy. Fair enough. Oh my gosh. <laughs> hell I mean, a- it's the truth. I mean, he's not he's not Aaron Rodgers. He's not in that. He's not in Brady's status. He's not in the in the in the Eli Manning's boat, he's not in that boat. He's in the boat with Romo and Fitzpatrick and 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 um, what's my guy name? Um, who played for the Dolphins? Pennington. You know, like he's he's going to complete passes and not make too many mistakes, but he will make a mistake here and there. So the you uh, know the Romo Pennington Fitzpatrick sandwich. <laughs> 
I love it. I mean, there's a couple other guys in that in that category, you know what I'm saying? But you know, he's just going to give you what he's going to give you. He's not, you know, those big games when you need him. He's pr- it's proven. I'm not telling you something that's not facts. <laughs> go check. He did go, go down to Nor- New Orleans and uh, and beat them in the Superdome in the playoffs. So he at least has that under his belt. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that ain't nothing, man. That that was a given game. Like you remember the play, like for real. Like that's that's he dropped the dime saying. to Thielen. He dropped the dime to Thielen in overtime. Man, and get to Rudolph. out of here with that, <laughs> man. Like you trying to find something? Like I'm a real football guy. I'm gonna tell no, you I real get, football. Shit. I'm not. I'm not uh, discrediting it. Obviously, yeah, I, I get it. That's your people and everybody <laughs> on here with the Vikings. I'm not even talking about the Ravens yet. I'm just talking right. about. Vikings. We want to no, I'm not going to go and say that he's elite, but uh, I think he's okay. That's the word. That's the word. Instead of saying Tony Romo and all the names, you just said. It. I think elite. he's. Uh, I think he's above. A- no, I, I'm saying I'm not saying he's elite, but I'm saying that yeah, uh, I'll say he's uh, above saying. average that's, a little bit. So that's what it comes down to. <laughs> yeah, I think the but, the rub the, the rub here always is is that he's paid as if he's elite, and he's just not quite that. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, hey, you know, he, there's nothing wrong with your backup. game really good. <laughs> Sean Taylor was your backup in college at one point, too. So, and he went on, at, you know, before, God rest his soul, before uh, that happened. He was a pretty damn good football player, too. So, um, but. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, but, but Sean Taylor sat behind somebody who was teaching him some shit. So. Couldn't imagine yeah. a better leader, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, it was a sensei. He's called Mr. Miyagi and Karate Kid. <laughs> Well, with that said, um, you know, I don't know, Dustin, if we're in in specific order, but I figure it's a good segue here. Um, Ed, nice to meet you. My name's Ron. Um, Appreciate you joining the show. Um, So my question more so pertains to kind of your career and uh, obviously your seventh all-time NFL in interceptions and you have the all-time interception return yards. So when it came to playing the safety position and what was it about your mindset that was like, I'm not just going to take the ball from them. I'm going to score in the process and I'm going to put points on the board so our offense doesn't have to. What went on in uh, in your mind kind of leading up to that and how did you develop that ability? Um, nothing went through my mind. I just was part of my makeup, man. You know, Brian, no, when, they, when we was in college, I was like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was like that on the basketball court. You know, I had Michael Jordan affecting me. That's who I grew up watching. You know, um, I was like that in high school. I played every position in high school, every sport. So I was a scorer. I was a person who didn't mind being on the football field or any court. You know what I'm saying? Trying to make a play. You know what I'm saying? Like that came that came from a lot of flag football and sandlot football growing up when we were playing one on 19 throw up tackle, you know, when one person had to try to score on 19 other people. So that's what that was, man. And, and before Mac really came and, and, and established himself with the Ravens and he remembered some of the conversation prior to him coming, why they, you know, were questioning bringing him in, you know what I'm saying? Like, we didn't have much offense, <laughs> you know, like we needed help. So when I got to Baltimore and we didn't have much offense, Ray and I, we trained to score on defense. you like, we, we, we didn't have a choice, man. Going back on the football field. Like I was playing damn near a hundred plays a game at, at some point, you know, and the offense only playing like 50, 60 snaps. You know, like they was taking, they were taking years off our life in Baltimore, <laughs> like not having offense. You know what I'm saying? So that's where that came from, man. Pitching the ball, just the will to win and wanting to win. Was there ever a point that you wanted to or lobbied to go and play on the offensive side of the ball? Because watching a lot of your highlight films, you were a lot more elusive than some of these backs and wide receivers that played in your era as well. Even today. Even today. Even today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nah, man, like, it's funny because I be telling my kids, like, man, I got to bring y'all to my school of moves. But, um, <laughs> but, but, you know, man, I don't know, man, it was, I wanted, I wanted to be that guy because I grew up watching Bo Jackson, Deion Sanders. As I said, I played other, other positions, but, you know, coaches didn't want to get me hurt. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like, 
that's why I got taken off of special teams. They didn't want to get me hurt in the league and all that stuff, man. So it wasn't going to happen. I did play receiver like one playing Joe threw the ball out of bounds. I was pissed. Like Joe, <laughs> like it was right before the half, dude. And he threw it out of bounds. I'm like, dude, I don't give a shit. Like, give me a chance to try to go and catch it, you know, but never had to play on offense like that. I did return a punt, though, versus Cincinnati. That's like my claim to fame right there. That's like one of my best plays ever is that I got a chance to show that I could return punts because I, I did it in high school. I want, wanted to do it in college, but Brian to tell you, we had Phil Buchanan. We had Santana Moss. We had a lot Roscoe of Roscoe Parrish. <laughs> you know, no, Roscoe was after me. Oh, he was Roscoe after? Was after me. Yeah, Roscoe was after me, man. And, um, you know, so... You know, I just went and started rushing kicks instead. Well, that's another accomplishment <laughs> you can add to the list. I'll have to, we'll have to look that up later. But yeah, I see y'all need to do some research. Roscoe uh, was way after. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Ryan. That was, my, that was my bad. That was my bad. <laughs> you looking for the seven flow crew. That's not us. <laughs> you guys just had too much talent on that team to even get straight. Even looking back at it, it was uh, ridiculous. Yeah, it was. Well, I'm wondering, so we know about your physical um, training and accomplishments, but I know you spent, um, you were very committed to the film room. So I'm curious, how much time would you say that you spent like a week um, analyzing the quarterback that you were going to go up against? I honestly couldn't tell you how many, how how much I watched tape. Um, (laughs) That much? Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, I watched tape day after the game and that same day I go to the coach's office I watch film with them sitting on the floor watching them break stuff down I go home I'm watching more tape like I was watching tape like regular tv like I was only really catching the movie here and there I wasn't really watching much tv action outside of Chappelle showing reruns of Martin like I really wasn't watching much tv you know I was, I, and outside of football games on Sunday night, Monday nights, Thursday nights, you know, like I really wasn't watching regular TV. So it was a lot. Only day I really wasn't watching film is on Fridays. And by comparison to your teammates, was that substantially more, would you say? Or Way more. Yeah, okay, that's what I thought. <laughs> Way more. No, no question about it. What about you, BMAC, with you in the film room? What was your relationship with that? Oh, uh, you know, I watch film. <laughs> when he told us to come watch film, I watch it. I mean, based on who the player was, like, um, if it was a really good player, I would watch more film on that player. But so if it was like a Jamal Reynolds or Alex Brown and Dwight Franey, those guys, I would study their moves to see why they were beating people. But other guys who are pass rushing against, I would kind of be able to pick it up faster. But those guys who... Had a lot of sacks. I was trying to really study and see, like, if the offensive lineman was doing something wrong or what they were doing, try to figure them out. Hey, Ed, another – I'm going to bring it back to present day with some of the current NFL stuff. So, with the Chiefs kind of weirdly shells of themselves, the Titans now losing Derrick Henry, the Bengals inexplicably losing to the Jets, does it feel like to you the Ravens and the Bills are headed towards a AFC championship showdown, or is it still too early for all that? It's still a bit early. Um, because, you know, it's, it's about matchups, you know what I'm saying? That's why this game could, you know, be a, be a close game. You know, um, I do like Kurt because he don't throw interceptions. He protects the ball. He gives you a chance to win. I love a quarterback like that. Um, so it's not that I'm against, (laughs) but you know, it is rather early. It looks like that right now. If the playoffs started today, obviously that probably would be it. You know what I'm saying? But so much more football, man. And plus, like you said, with injuries, injuries are going to change a whole lot. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not so on Tennessee yet either because they got Tannehill. As you see, this safety here got something with quarterbacks. You like, do. I might know a thing or two about quarterbacks. I got to I got to a little bit. I got to ask you, though. So in terms of Cousins or Tannehill or Derek Carr, that breed of quarterback, that's not quite elite. There is a, a vision on this side of the 
show that thinks that Cousins has the capability of getting hot like your guy Flacco did in 2012. Um, where does Flacco rank in that pantheon? Because nobody would ever call him elite, but he was good enough to win a Super Bowl. Flacco won the Super Bowl. <laughs> I had a feeling that was you. coming. Flacco, Flacco won the Super Bowl, and he didn't turn the damn ball over. Amen. You know what I'm saying? Like It was a historic run, for sure. He was fantastic exactly. in the playoffs. That's I'm all not, that matters. I'm not even going to get into it all. Like I, That was one conversation that a certain number 20 had with some people in Baltimore and told him, <laughs> If we don't turn the ball over, we win. Please tell him, coach, to either <laughs> win. Look, Brian might remember, like, all we have to do is finish every offensive drive with the kick, a punt, or a field goal. <laughs> and we're going to be all right. Just don't turn that ball over. You know what I'm saying? And 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 grant, granted, like, our offense, man, they, they played their ass off. Anquan Bolden. All them guys made some hell of a catches. And that's what Kurt need around him. Like, it, you know, it, it's on other guys, too. It ain't just on the quarterback. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, like you said, Joe is probably in that same group from what he displayed without being around those type of guys. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like if Kurt was around guys like us, he probably would win. You know what I'm saying? Like, truly. Like, I ain't tooting my own horn. But you see what's what going on after you this. What's By that all means. <laughs> I said you should. <laughs> yeah, I mean, shit. You, bro, you already know. We got a Super Bowl and a national championship <laughs> together. When they asked me yeah. about you, it was no question that we bringing Big Mac in here. You know what I'm saying? We could get to that later when y'all can ask that question. <laughs> but, you know, that, that makes a difference to your to your locker room. You know what I'm saying? That made a difference to Joe because when we all left that next year, you saw what happened. You see what's been going on. Like, it's no secret. Like, that shit matters. Yeah. You know? So that's what that's what they get. People don't want to hear that. Some people take offense to it. I don't give a shit. Hey, hey, well, I will say this. When you're uh, one of the greatest to ever play the game, I think you can toot your own horn a little bit and not, uh, <laughs> not feel bad about it. Right. Uh, Appreciate it, Ryan. Yeah, no problem. Dustin, you were going to Oh, yeah, Brian, um, for some of the people that didn't tune in last year, can you uh, tell us, especially with Ed on the show, the story about them wooing you? I know you said you were skittish because Michael Orr was already playing left tackle, but walk us through that one more time. Um, I forget the linebacker. It was another linebacker who reached out to me first telling me that um, Ray was going to hit me up. He went to UM, too, but he got traded to, like, San Francisco. He's good. Yeah, T. Good reached out to me first somehow. Tavares Good, everybody. Yeah, Tavares Good reached out first. And then um, he was letting me know, like, oh, Ray wants your number. I was like, okay. And then Ray hit me, and then Ed hit me. They hit me kind of back-to-back. And I was, you know, I was I was back at home at the time, and I was just trying to look at – looking like Indianapolis. I was looking at people's roster to see, like, where I could possibly fit in. And then even when they called me with Baltimore, I just knew, like, this whole movie came out, you know, about Mike being the blind side <laughs> and stuff. And I was just like, you sure he want to move? Like, that was my conversation kind of with Ray. Like, you sure he want to move? Like, he has a whole thing about being the blind side. And then he's like, don't you worry about that. He's okay with going to the right. And I'm like, okay, I didn't want to be, I didn't want anybody to be uncomfortable. Um, being uncomfortable when I came in. Um, and then Ed called too. And Ed was like, bro, it's finally, you know, a chance to be on teams again. And I thought about that because, Pretty much my whole time in Minnesota, I had no hurricanes on my team. So yeah. <laughs> it gave me a chance to kind of get back around. So my Thank God I wasn't in Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, I was in Minnesota. No, and it ain't, no t- it ain't nothing about Minnesota. Like, it's more about Brian. <laughs> oh, yeah. You would have been on that love boat, wouldn't you? <laughs> I will say this. I shudder to think what would have happened if we had Randy Moss on one side of the ball and Ed Reed on the other side of the ball. That would have oh, been the man. most exciting football team to ever watch. <laughs> oh, cool. man. It would have been fun, no doubt. I probably wouldn't have been on the boat, though, Sal. Why not? Are you scared of <laughs> you get seasick? I, I hung I hung with Brian enough in college to know what was going on. Yeah. We, we we actually lived in a condo next to each other, like directly across the street oh, yeah. from each other while we both was in the NF. When he was with Minnesota, 
and I was with the Ravens. We lived, we were neighbors. We could come out on our balcony and we used to yell to each other across like the way, like yeah. to each other from our that's, balcony. That's how close we were. So I already <laughs> know. I saw the boat in Miami before it got to Minnesota. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. warm-ups. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I already knew. Well, that's well, actually kind of perfect. It wasn't a boat, yeah. it was a bus. It was my <laughs> bus. <laughs> Love bus. So that actually is kind of a perfect transition. Um, you know, as uh, you know, I was kind of looking up. Um, I obviously I know you guys go back, you know, over 20 years. The Miami team obviously had your um, you know, anniversary this um a few weeks ago. Yeah, um, yeah. but uh I came across um a story, like it was an interview you did with Bleacher Report, you know, sitting around playing pool or whatnot, and uh came across a story about you guys getting in a fight with uh Shannon Briggs, the boxer. And uh, oh, snap. <laughs> so I, I, you want it, it, feel free if, the, if you don't want to hear anything about it, but the, do you want to share any of those details? Like, how did that happen? Obviously, Big Mac's a monster of a human being, and I wouldn't imagine anyone well, tell us to, what you heard. Yeah, keep so going. Well, it was it was a four or five minute <laughs> clip of you, you know, I can't remember who was it you're talking to, but you basically said that one of your um teammates from that was an older teammate or you know older um player he got jumped by this boxer dude and then you guys roll up with about nine guys or something and uh you know start whatever jumping in bmac you said you picked them up like uh or picked someone up like he was uh dwight freeney you used that reference and i thought that was hilarious yeah um, you chopping then, that up you chopping <laughs> it back real bad being that you're going air for people i can't let you continue Okay. Yeah. You, you, Ross chopping, Paris, you, chopping it, you chopping it up real bad. I can't let that air like that. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, so real quick, best. real quick, what happened? We were still in college. Me yeah. and Mac hanging out with our with our friends, and the older cats are out, and we bump into them at a club. And as we bump into them, we really just got there, if I'm not mistaken, Mac. And mm. And out of nowhere, one of them come back like Stinson got knocked out. Of Stinson, yeah, Stinson got in the fight. So okay, we all walking out the back of the club, and and they like they down the alley. We walk through an alley and come out on Collins. And as we come out, they sitting down like right here, like nothing's wrong. And as we come up, I'm in the front, and <laughs> this dude stand up. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> and and he just y'all want some like what he's like do you want some too punk what <laughs> do i want some man big mac came through there with that mac walk <laughs> hold up <laughs> it was over then all i heard was mac say get the little one <laughs> get the little one and i'm gonna tell y'all what's so funny about that right is when we were in our playoff run for the Super Bowl and we were playing um, the Colts, right? I was sitting on the bench and the defense was about to go out on the field and Ed walked past me and said, I'm going to get the little ones, you get the big ones. You're always protecting the the blind side. (laughs) Real stuff, man. But yeah, we got in in a little scuffle with, with Shannon Briggs with a bunch of teammates and Shannon Briggs got... Man, he was getting hit from all type of ways, man, and just ran right through that shit. So self-defense. Self-defense. <laughs> that's all it is. <laughs> oh yeah, man. I mean, you know, shout out to the chat, man. I, I know that's a lot of head trauma he'd probably been through, you know, in life to to get to the point to knock out a complete strain. Like if you know Brian Stinson, like Brian Stinson don't mess with nobody. So we was like, really, like, what happened? <laughs> and we were like, bro, what we like on like 13 in Washington or 14 yeah, in Washington. Yeah, we were up there around 13. And when we finally caught up with Brian Stinson, he was on, like, first in Ocean. <laughs> so, we like, yeah, how he say he got, yeah, like, how he got down there. So how far of a run, like you said, he ran the whole way, again, in the interview I saw. How far of a run is that? Man, that's, bro, that's 13 blocks. 13 blocks. <laughs> All right. Wow. Well, so, I was I was just gonna ask, you know, um, I was gonna ask for, for some more Bryant stories, but I don't know how you top that one. Uh, maybe I mean, if you have I some could, more some more fun ones. I mean, Big Mac, like me and Mac were me and Mac were really close, um, as a lot of us were in, in, in college. 
you know, and even after college, obviously he can call me and give me do a nine thirty interview. But, uh, <laughs> are you in Are you in Miami, Ed? Now? No, 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 no. Oh. Yeah, I'm in Miami. No, oh, I'm in Miami. You know, I'm, the chief, I'm the chief of staff. So yeah, I'm at University of Miami. Right, right. Tell us about that. Um, wait, let me tell you about Mac. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let me knock it off topic. I'm sorry. So Mac and I, really close. That's my guy. I hadn't been to his home. He didn't been to my home, know my family. I know his family, you know. You know, and, um, Yes. I know aunties, cousins, everybody. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, me and Mac, like, we were really into, like, the nightlife, so to say. You know, like I said, I, I probably would have been with him. Um, so we used to go out a good bit, but we used to do it in a manageable way where people can enjoy themselves, but be productive on Saturday. So after the game, we would do our thing. And we had a little spot we used to go to. Let's not call it our own club, but we had a spot that mm-hmm. we used to go to. And we were the entertainment to some to some degree. Like <laughs> we we in there playing the music. I'm on the microphone. And it was the MC. <laughs> yeah, like Mac was rapping. Mac, Mac used to spit bars and he got bars. Like you already know he could dance. Like he's into the hip hop world. Like this dude is one of the most talented and smart brothers I ever met in my life. And he was into that world already. You know what I'm saying? And I, I mess around with music, love music. Obviously, I DJ and stuff. And long story short, you know, he went on to do something we talked about. And I was starting a label. Like he really engulfed himself in that. You know what I'm saying? And, and I was so proud of him, man, just the things he's done and accomplished. You know, I was worried about him for a minute, you know, but <laughs> he, 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 yeah, I knew he was a smart, I knew he was really smart and, and will, and, and uh, will prevail through and, you know, look at this guy now, you know, so Love you, brother. I'm going to tell y'all. Thank you. I appreciate that. I'm going to tell y'all one story. Um, one time, I didn't hang out. We were in school. I didn't hang out with, I think, like him and the Joaquin. I don't know who all it was. And Shaki and I lived in the same house. And I was asleep, so apparently they must have woke up Shaki first. And then Shaki was like, why y'all don't go wake up Brian? I thought somebody was in true. I thought we had a home invader. So all of a sudden, I see the door open. I'm not like a heavy sleeper. The door opens up. And I see somebody come running, and here's Ed. I like put my foot up, like to like get kick the person off me. They're like, wait, wait, they cut the light on this Ed. So then they all came in our house. They stole one of the trophies out of the um our heck athletic building and left it in their living room. <laughs> and I told Shaq, I said, listen, you better figure out how to get that back in there because I'm not, I don't got nothing to do with this. <laughs> they left it there and left and left the house. And we got a whole like one of our UN championship trophies sitting in the living room. <laughs> oh my how did it get back a shot somebody, somebody got it back i was like you gotta figure that out i don't know <laughs> <laughs> hey ed uh you played against the vikings twice in your career uh one time a loss in 2005 and then once a win in 2009 against the far vikings uh do you have any memories that are unique to the vikings or to minnesota we didn't win in 2009 Nope, that was one of your losses. Oh. Yeah. No, I dropped I dropped interceptions from Brett Favre. That's all I remember. <laughs> yeah, that'll, that'll it make was it cold. Important. It was cold that night. I remember I hit one of their receivers really hard. I can't remember who it was, but I remember hitting one of them really hard coming across the middle. Sydney Rice. I, I just remember it being cold in Baltimore. <laughs> Um, I think when we played up there, I, I don't really recall it as much, man. You know, cause we, I didn't play, obviously I didn't play the Vikings a whole lot yeah. in my career. So it just, you know, it's like a blur. No, that's all right. Ron, what do you got next for Ed Reed tonight? Well, now you mentioned that, um, you, re- you remember dropping an interception from far. Now, when you get as many interceptions as you do in your career, it's probably hard to remember all the ones you picked off. But do you remember the ones that you missed more than you do the ones that you got? Because I have to imagine that might eat I remember five of them I dropped. I remember five of them. Okay. All I, I, of them can, was from Brett Favre. Is it, is it something the way he threw the ball? or? Uh, I don't know. Maybe the Lord <laughs> didn't want me to have 
any interceptions from Brett Favre. He was already going to lead history in interceptions anyways. Didn't want to get <laughs> right. Dustin, I think we yeah. lost in 2005 and won in 2009. Oh, did I screw it up? I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. My bad. All right. Well, anyway, so my, my question pertains more so, um, obviously you spent most of your career, um, with Baltimore and you look around the league these days and there's a lot of teams that are organizations that have dysfunction, um, around it one way or another, whether it's complete turnover from time to time, or, you know, always in the news where good or usually for bad. Um, but Baltimore is always one of those teams that is always very stable. Like you don't hear about anything, even when, you know, injuries are depleting the team like this year with all the running backs going down or, you know, Orlando Brown wanting to play on the left side. Um, like it's all kind of handled quietly. Um, is there something, um, yeah, to his dad. Um, and is there something like about that? Is that an organizational thing that is you very unique in the league? I know the Steelers, I know that you probably hate them as well, but they're one of those teams that always seem to be very just run. Well, is that from the ownership on down or is that something that Harbaugh kind of is initiated with that team? That's ownership on down, man. Any 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 successful owners, any successful business starts from top down. You know, I'm okay. dealing with that now. Like, we got to get the top in order to get the locker room straight. Those are the guys leading the team at the end of the day. Of course, you got to get the right men in there, too. But that's still drafting, right? That's still, you know, interviewing guys and seeing if they're going to fit your system. You know, and once you get enough of leaders in there, once you get the right leaders in there, you know, then you can kind of bring guys in and out, you know, to see if they're going to fit in, you know, see if your leaders can help make that work. You know what I'm saying? But no coach can lead the locker room. Not, not in the NFL. No, no team is led by a coach and win, like championship. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to have leaders in the locker room. Coaches coach and players play. Like, we had a thing, and and, and, and granted, Harbaugh, you know, tried to do his thing, and, you know, he do his thing now, you know, up there in Baltimore, but you got to have the players in that locker room, man, in order to get over that hump. You might have success and, and continue to win, but at the end of the day, the leadership you need needs to be between those lines. If they being led by a coach, what's going to happen when they're on the football field? And now kind of being on the other side of that now, you know, with your position with Miami that you are, would you in the role that you're at now be able to deal with that 2001 team that you guys had and all the players and personalities? What about that? Or would you like in your in your role that you're in now, being on the other side of things, um, would you yourself in this role be able to deal with or be able to handle all the personalities and just the unique individuals that were on that team that you and BMAC were on that won the oh, yeah. championship? Yeah, man. Like I've coached before. I've been around a lot of coaches. I've been around a lot of players, man. I have a football camp I've been doing for 20 years. I coached my little league, my kids' little league team. Like, I've seen a lot of this shit. And um, my problem ain't with the players. My problem with grown men. You know, I have more situations with coaches in their pride than I do with players. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not respected as a coach, though I'm the chief of staff. I don't coach. But I'm still not even looked at like that. All the Hall of Fame, all the accolades, all the interceptions, all the studying film I've done, that shit is not respected. You know what I'm saying? Like, you may think it is, but it's not. And it's mind-blowing to me. You know what I'm saying? But I also know some of the reasons why. Not nothing to talk about here, but some real shit. You know, like, to my friends, I don't even know if this is... um. <laughs> For kids or not, but you know, <laughs> like, You're good. I don't have a problem with dealing with players, man. I've been dealing with players a long time. If he's gonna take to it, he's gonna take to it. If he's not, I would know. Cause I'm dealing with players now. I can see like they don't give a shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like go back to 
the accolades, the study and tape, played 12 years. You would think that these kids would reach out to me. Yeah. That's not the case. You would think that a coach would ask me about coverage. How <laughs> oh, would they not? <laughs> that makes no sense. To me. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, man. Like, uh, yeah, man. Even so, for this matchup this week, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> it's just mind-boggling. But I also know coaches want to do their thing. Plus, plus, if you never reach the level that I we've reached. Like, that shit becomes personal. Like, no, you did your thing. I'm going to do this. Like, I don't want your help. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to show you that I can do this shit, too. Some shit like, I don't know what they thinking is. It's a pride thing. It sounds like egos. Yeah. yeah. Talk about it, Sally, but they don't want to <laughs> hear the real. Like, when I when I tell it real, you get mad. Not me. I always no, keep no, 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 no. I always keep real. I'm not real. talking to you. I'm not no, talking to you, Sally. I'm looking right. dead. In the camera to the person on the other side of the lens who's going to see our interview and everything. They get mad. Like, Uh they get mad. You know what I'm saying? Because it's, like you said, it's their pride. Sally, like, truly. Like, (laughs) I don't want for shit. I just want to win. That's all I wanted in Baltimore. And I felt like a lot of other people wanted to win, but they also had their agenda. Only agenda I had was winning the championship. Brian, to tell you, I used to have supplements in my locker. You got million dollars, a whole lot of money around me in the locker room. You know what I'm saying? You got a whole lot of money around me in the locker room. They can buy their own supplements. They would not buy their own supplements. They would come to my locker and ask, can they have that shit? I want to win, day? So, and they know, yeah, just about like for games <laughs> for sure. And mm-hmm. I wanted to win so bad to where I'm like, you know, here, like my shit was all legal too. Like by the way, like this ain't this all natural shit. <laughs> this ain't no illegal shit. You know what I'm saying? Like I never did none of that stuff. So, but they would come to my locker and want my stuff. I'm like, dude, you got money, but they'll go buy the cars and the rings and all. And coaches wonder why I'm mad at them. Y'all about this bullshit, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, wh- can you explain what do you do in your day-to-day position with the U then? If it's not anything to do with coaching. So what, what is it? Uh, for NCAA AA stuff, I, yeah, I don't coach. Um, I'm more of a consultant mentor you know you got to ask somebody in the, in the in the program to give you my actual title um i'm there for them kids at the end of the day i'm there for the organization at the end of the day like i've told the head coach i'm not there to make friends but we cool like we're gonna be cool because my position that you asked me to come in and and, and bring the standard back that we had every time i come to you it's going to feel like I'm not part of the team because you asked me to get it back to where it used to be. So if I see something, if I'm coming to you, I'm coming to you to let you know, like, you need to change this. You need to change that. You need to change this. You need to change that. Look at this. Look at that. Who wants to hear that all the day, all the time? You know what I'm saying? So my job is a little tough. You know what I'm saying? Because I see a lot of what they don't see. Even when I'm even when I'm not there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm also a fan of football. You know, so I can look at a game and be like, oh, man. Like, I know, like you asked a question earlier, Ron, about just organizations and ownership. They've only been about 10 teams, different teams that's won championships in the last 20 years. Right. If 10, if 10. And it's a, that's a big-ass fall-off between a lot mm-hmm. of other organizations. Like, and when they last won a championship or even been in the playoffs and won two games. That's because it's bad ownership. Like, right. I don't need to say no names. Like, you know the organizations of certain owners need to get out of the way. 
You Jets, know what I'm saying? your former team. <laughs> yeah, but it's also like, yeah, the Jets, like, I was there. And, I mean, they could have brought me back and they chose not to, like, stupid move. <laughs> and and I've heard the reason was because they were drafting, a, listen to this, they drafting a young safety. And they don't want me to be in the locker room with young safety. Like, are you stupid? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it. Like, that's the dumbest shit I ever heard. I was in Houston, the most toxic place I ever seen in my life. I learned a whole lot. But that organization before Bob McNair, rest his soul, before he died, you know, rest the man. I knew he was the person to say what he said about letting the prisoners run. the. Pr- I knew that. I said that. That's why they got rid of me to, to some degree. You know what I'm saying? And I pointed that out. And it wasn't about them. It's just like I knew the I knew that before we played in Arizona because I got cut after Arizona, and 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 I'm pointing all this stuff out to the, to my teammates, but they so they were so less of men, and I I got so much respect for them guys. But when it came to standing up as a man and fighting against some bullshit, fighting against the bullshit, they wasn't with it. That's just the truth of it. They say what they want. I love them all, but. A lot of them was just there collecting checks. And granted, a lot of people didn't have that voice or even was that vocal. You know, so it's a whole lot of, man, it's a whole lot of this this country in the NFL football. So that's what you get. You're also getting a lot of rotated coaches in the NFL that can't coach. Truth is, right? Yeah. It just is what it is. I could name a bunch of them. A lot of them been through Baltimore. Some of them been through New England, right? I had somebody talk to me about, um, it was about um, coaching, proven coaches, hiring proven coaches. I said, what is a proven coach? Is a proven coach coming out of New England? Because when they leave New England, they ain't shit. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they proven coaches. You know, it's like Tom Brady makes a lot of coaches look good, huh? <laughs> like we did that as players. Yeah. A lot of coaches got head coaching jobs because of what we did on the field. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Same thing in the NBA, but the NBA embraces and ran by players, not mm-hmm. the owners. You know what I'm saying? And I ain't got, look, man, I got a lot of respect for a lot of owners in the NFL. But the fact of the matter is, it's ran that old school way. Truth mm-hmm. is, I love the league. I'll play twice on Sunday if I could. You know what I'm saying? But the truth is the truth. Like, the fact, like, the shit is in your face, man. Ain't no secret to it. I love my league, man, but we need to, we can do a lot better. You know what I'm saying? It's no different than the shit that came out with Gruden. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But they only don't nobody, they ain't talking about the emails no more. Nobody's saying shit like nobody else was on the email. <laughs> Every right. other owner is all right. of a sudden. Yeah, like, that's, bullshit. The email that's too. bullshit. That's bullshit. <laughs> right. Excuse my yeah. French. Like that's nope, nope. that's bad. You know what it's I'm saying? Shady, so. Yeah, man. Like, <laughs> come on, man. Like, well, come on. Like, like, like the money. The money means more, man, to folk rather than the people, the product, which is the players. Mm-hmm. Even for the NFLPA, y'all get me into some yep. shit right now. Yeah. No, no, well, Brian has <laughs> talked about how the, like, you know, being in the concussion or the CTE tests and whatnot, like how he's at. Yeah, how we not get that, that information? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, how we not get that information? That's yeah. crazy. Like, we can't get that information. Yeah, a right. lot of a lot of money uh, that they're protecting there. So, hey Ed, uh, my <clears throat> we'll got time for uh, one more question from each. My final question, sir, is who do you consider the most underrated safety in the 2021 NFL? I couldn't answer that question to be honest with you, man. No, okay. I honestly couldn't, man, because I don't see I don't see enough consistency out there. Oh, you know what I'm saying, like. 
one minute guy's doing this and then he's hurt. You know what I'm saying? Like, I missed 16 games <laughs> out of my 12-year career. That's one season. Out of my 12 years, I missed 16 games. I don't see enough consistency, man, of making plays. Like, if I played in this league right now, do I have a shit ton of interceptions? Like, it's built to have plays, to make plays. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I don't see those plays being made like that consistently. You know? And I don't know, man. Maybe I need to watch it a little bit more. You know, they got some guys out there, man. Like, I like Bubba. You know, I just like football, man. I like I like the DBs, what they're doing. I'm loving what that kid doing in Dallas. Um, I, I'm a, I was a huge fan when y'all had Rhodes. Yeah. You know, and, you know, I loved him as a competitor, man. I thought he could have really got into being one of those elite guys. But, you know, these kids, these young men and men now are more concerned with off the field shit. Like a lot of kids, even today growing up, don't watch football. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they're not fans of the game. They they doing all the other stuff and just want to play on Sunday. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't I don't know if the the studying and the, the work ethic commitment is there because you, they um, do a lot less than we did. Like do you they, think they, um, social media affects that? Their concern with being on Instagram and all that stuff. I mean, we Order. could say that. We could yeah. say it has some effect. I'm sure it does to some degree. Like, but that ain't nothing but the media. That's the same shit. Like, that's that's Mike Preston writing about you and shit. That's that's there. Like, you're gonna have the critics. The critics always been there. Mm-hmm. Critics critics always been there. Hey Ron, what, Ron, what's your final question for Ed Reed tonight? <clears throat> Right. Um, so, yeah, Ed, like I will say this, like, you know, I've always been a big fan of the way you played the game. Just, you know, knowing that over the middle, you can't just make a throw. It's because uh, <laughs> it might get picked off by number 20. Um, yeah, and anywhere on the field. Yeah, and I still have yet to see a safety play the game the way that you have because the ground you covered is just unreal. Um, but here, I'll just I wrote them down because I'm just going to just so it's said out loud. So NCAA champ, NFL Super Bowl champ, defensive player of the year, nine time pro bowler, six time all pro, all decade team, first ballot Hall of Famer. So your resume speaks for itself. But Thank what you. out of those individual or team accomplishments do, are you most proud of? In the NFL, the Super Bowl. A- anywhere. Oh. I mean, the so NFL now- is Super Bowl. In college, okay. you know, college and NFL is two different levels for me. Okay. Um, but the, the Super Bowl is it, man. Like, like truly, that was a team accomplishment. It's the ultimate team accomplishment. That's what we set out to do. We focused on it the whole entire year. Brian, to tell you that, I never saw a routine go and Brian, like, truly, like, we went all the way up into Super Bowl day with the same routine, you know? Like, I, I told y'all he made me bring my tennis racket out to New Orleans because <laughs> that was my part of my routine. <laughs> I had to play I had to play my head coach's assistant in tennis because that was part of my routine on Thursdays. I played tennis we, on Thursdays. That's what we did. And like, weighed in on Friday. We so I had to bring my racket and everything. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what we did, man. Like, that was the ultimate accomplishment, man. Um, that's better than any accolade, you know, individual accolade to achieve something with your team. And like, that's, that's what everybody set out to do, man. You know, like win a championship. And then taking it then a step further. I know I asked Bryant this question last year sometime and he had, couldn't, couldn't pick one, but say one had to be erased from memory completely, (laughs) either college, your your, uh, championship year in college or your Super Bowl year in the pros. Which one? Uh, which one are you eliminating? The pros. Okay. <laughs> All right. It, th- that would be in my mind how it would work out because college seems more like a brotherhood. It's more family. It's you're working like for the guy next to you, not just. Yeah, we were we were together. We were together consistently longer. Um, I don't know, man. It was just different in Miami, man. It's just, just something different about what we did. You know, 
but like I said, man, it's two, it's two different levels. You really can't compare the two. You know, like I, I posed a question to Brian them about our national championship team because everybody was saying that we were good enough to be the NFL team. And once I got to the NFL and, and played the years I played, I still like I asked that question to them and they were like, some of them agree. Some of them said they didn't think we could. Some of them said we could. I was like, I don't I know we couldn't have. Like, because it's a total different level, man. Yeah, it's more technique. It's, it's a lot of things you still learn when you get to the next level. <clears throat> That's saying something because, it, you know, it comes up every year. An 0-16 team, it's like, well, Alabama will beat them. But it's like – No, but, it's not going to happen. No college football team is going to ever beat a pro team, bro. Because even at the I, worst, the NFL team has 53 NFL players. The college team, I mean, you guys grown. are damn near close <laughs> with, what, 39? You, you got grown-ass men. Like, yeah. the strength is different, too. Yeah. Like, it's grown-ass men, regardless. Yeah. And yeah. pride is a motherfucker. Like, excuse right. me. <laughs> picture, I'm glad I to hear you myself, say it, though. <laughs> I picture myself being a pro and, like, a college team comes in, like, I would really, I would feel disrespected. I would really show them, like, you know what I mean? So you have yeah. to think about it like that, too. <laughs> yeah, like, it ain't going to happen, man. All right, Dad. Well, why don't you, we'll get you out of here. What's Give me your score prediction and winner for Vikings-Ravens this Sunday. My prediction? Hell, yeah. Man, that is funny. I go with. <laughs> I'll go with 30 to 17 Baltimore for the victory. All right. All right. And we uh we appreciate you talking to us, sir. We'll hope you come back and join us. Um thank you very much. Not man. at 9:30 at night, man. Not at 9:30. <laughs> no. That's all We've been on here for almost an hour. And yeah. That's feedback. No, it's well, 8:30 for them, so they're an hour behind us. I ain't got nothing to do with central time, bro. You're the one that insists on this time, Bmax, so you can you can get yourself set up for club time. Mac, y'all Mac, not, somebody not. somebody old old Eddie a check. Hey, look, um, let's put it this way. Like, I'll get up at three in the morning to talk to you again, Edry. Yeah, so same. No, no, no I'm not going to be up at four in the morning to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> what I mean is whatever time is convenient for you, I would be happy to be happy to oblige. So. We got, hey, if we get Big Mac out the damn dance studio before 930, then we can do it. <laughs> right. <laughs> working on that footwork for his comeback. You know it. <laughs> all right everyone no, no, i enjoyed it man yeah thank yeah you likewise i appreciate it so Make nice it to easy. meet you that's all we uh that's all we got for tonight and skull vikings turn down the lights turn down the bed. turn down these voices inside my Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.